0: Welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast with your hosts, Andy, Todd, and Dude.
1: Welcome. It's Album Nerds Podcast time. I'm Dude. I got Andy and Don with me. Seems a little moist out there, boys.
2: How you guys doing? (laughs) Yeah, you know, that seems to have that effect on the podcast from time to time. Um, Doing good, man. Staying Staying out of the precipitation here. Got some run under the umbrella, Ella. Ella, if you guys want to join me.
1: (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Don, what's your forecast? Well, a little rainy and gloomy. Gloomy and doomy. So usual over in uh, (laughs) Donville.
1: Where he pretends that all streets are the rainy streets of London while he listens to The Cure. (laughs) All right, so we are the album nerds. We love talking about albums. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about three albums. We'll answer a question. We're going to talk about what we learned. Then we're going to spin the wheel of musical destiny at the end of the show to find out what kind of albums we're going to talk about next time. But this
0: time, it's all about rainy days. That's what I'm talking about! Well, the, the weather certainly impacts humans' moods and behaviors. Rain can often provide a unique sensory and emotional experience. Today, each of us... We'll talk a little about the music we might gravitate towards on a rainy day and share an album appropriate for such an occasion.
1: This is so subjective, Mm -hmm. especially when you're trying to pick albums that you want to talk about. Like, I wanted to pick things that had rain in the name, even if it really wasn't about rain. Like, I wanted to do the album Purple Rain, Mm -hmm. but that would have been cheating. (laughs) It's not
2: a rain album.
1: But then more in you know it was a lot of singer songwritery type stuff. So Pink Moon by Nick Drake, Neil Young's Harvest, and then I kind of got uh, I thought about The Cure and all that, but I'm not I don't know I felt like I'd be stepping on Don's territory. So uh, Coldplay, Parachutes, their first album was one that mm-hmm. I thought about, and and then like the band America, you know, like uh, their first album America that. 70s sort of Crosby, Stills and Nash type sound. I looked at a couple of their albums mm-hmm. too. But what about you guys? <laughs> Same territory or something different?
2: No, it, it, I you know I. I thought I had a pretty clear idea of what a rainy day record sounded like. But you guys have totally taken this in different directions than I than I was going. So this is this is interesting. I was more like kind of like down tempo, subdued kind of sound thing. So I mean, probably my favorite rainy day record does not fit that mold. But Electric Ladyland, which we talked about. On the show not too long ago, it's probably my go-to. Mm-hmm. But I was more in like the kind of like electronic down tempo, you know, sort of like trip hop space. Um, so Portishead's "Dummy" from 1994, I almost went with that one. I'm sure, we'll get to that one soon. Um, mentioned a couple others here as well. Burial put out a pretty influential electronic kind of down tempo record in 2007 called "Untrue." and uh, Beach House and the record from 2010 called Teen Dream is just like a very ethereal big sounding record that I think would work well on a rainy day but I went with one that is even better so
0: yeah well at the top of the show you guys uh, alluded to you know the idea that basically 90% of you know what I listen to or gravitate to would probably be considered by many to be like rainy day records you know kind of gloomy and moody and you know down tempo so I thought about you know hey maybe this is an opportunity to to finally do, you know, the Cure's disintegration, you know, which I think is a, I should I should have picked that. Yeah, you could. Have. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> actually has a song called Prayers for Rain on it, so it's mm-hmm. it actually would have been perfect. The problem is I would have talked like this
1: yes. the whole time. <laughs>
0: I uh, also thought about doing uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic by the Sundays. Uh, that's that's a group uh, I'll probably get around to at some point. But uh, but you know what? I don't really do the rainy day thing. You know, like the other day I was staining my deck. It was like 80 degrees and I was listening to The Cure of Faith, you know, which is like one of the darkest <laughs> albums ever. Um, but it, I don't know. It works in the sunshine well, for me. Well,
1: that's like what, that's what keeps you cool in those hot temperatures. You <laughs> that's go.
2: right. Keep you keep you moist. Get that word in there a few more times. (laughs) All right.
1: Let's, uh, as Andy said, keep it moist. Let's talk about those albums.
2: You choo-choo-choose me? I'd like to welcome to the Sydney Opera House Forecourt, all the way from Cincinnati via Brooklyn, The National. Yes, indeed. We are talking about The National and their 2007 album entitled boxer it's the fourth studio album for the five piece from cincinnati ohio brooklyn by way of brooklyn yes they did i think form in brooklyn or at least lived in brooklyn for they were recording this record the band is composed of two sets of brothers which is kind of interesting got on guitar and pianos and bass and drums Let's play a little bit from the opening cut. This is Fake Empire. Yeah, a little bit of Fake Empire off of Boxer. Yeah, so this record, my three words to describe it are Feels Like a Feeling. This record for me just kind of... It's like an old friend sort of that you haven't seen in a while, but when you reconnect, it's like you guys are right, pick up on the same page again. It's such a comforting vibe on this record for me. I don't really understand a lot of the lyrics, but I feel like I can relate to a lot of the sentimentality that he's getting across that. It's a very mysterious record, but it also feels familiar in a way, if that makes any sense. I think what drives me most to it is the lyrics. I mean, the band is, is nice on here as well. I mean, it's primarily made up of piano, drums, kind of some minimal guitar, and then this very f- forward-facing vocal. He just delivers some lines that just stick with me, and in, in kind of a haunting way that I still think about, even if I'm not listening to the record. Yeah, tracks like Slow Show, lines like, I leaned on the wall, the wall leaned away, like things like that. I'm just like It's a really minor turn of phrase, but just like that whole idea that the... The wall can't even be there to support you. It's just little well, things like that just really, I found pretty enticing with this record.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's Eeyore-ish, you know? The Winnie the Pooh donkey dude that's always like... Thanks for noticing me.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's always down
1: in the Yeah, it's just that uh, nothing is good. Like the wall not being there for you. Like that's that's why this is so rainy. I mean, and they chose a black and white album cover too, which also adds to the, I always think of black and white when I think of rain.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very melancholy record, I guess you would say, is the general is the, the vibe. I think there is a bit of, of hope or maybe a hint of the sun around the clouds on, on some of these tracks. Why don't we play another cut? This is a bit from Gospel, the closing track.
0: It's so celebratory (laughs) yeah that's uh that's a the the quiet closer there really like the the subtle use of strings uh you know through throughout the album and and particularly on that track uh and again you know the i think the lyrics are interesting on this one although somewhat ambiguous uh you know he's talking about gi blood i'm like what's he talking about you know is he talking about you know, the blood of soldiers. Uh, gastrointestinal. Yeah, and oh. so that's, yeah. I, so I'm like, I looked that up, and I'm like, okay. oh, okay. And so then what is it? Is it referring to the pain inside or something? So I don't know. I, I decided the song's about kind of unrequited love, but hmm. but I, I could be wrong.
1: I'm hoping soldiers or something because I really hope it's not about gastrointestinal issues <laughs> and blood.
2: I always thought that song was about, like, Two young like a really young kids playing like army men together and they're it like mm-hmm. maybe there's a, a guy and a girl, like a young boy, and they just kinda have a crush on each other or something. Yeah. These songs all feel like memories to me, like I've almost experienced them in some in some way and I'm looking back on them now. It's wild.
1: Well that's yeah, that's the contemplative uh vibe of rainy day music, right? That's true. Looking through a photo album getting misty eyed, you know. That's kinda <laughs> that's yeah. kinda what this yeah, exactly. album is. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the three words I went with are, uh, post-punk revival. Uh, so I, I kind of associate the, the national with, with the other American bands, you know, around the, the turn of the century. So like Interpol and, um, she wants revenge. There are a couple, uh, British bands, uh, editors and obviously like the, the killers, you know, kind of really did mm-hmm. a, a, a post-punk revival, I think. Um, they kind of overlapped also with that sort of like garage band thing that, that happened at that time with the strokes and the hives and the vines and jet and all, all those people. But yeah, I mean, this is, this is good stuff. It's, uh it's hooky. I mean, the two tracks we've played so far are down tempo, but, but, you know, some of it has some, some real energy to it. So it's, it's really lovely music. Uh, the vocals are, you know, kind of that mumbly style,
2: you know? Um, It's very Brooklyn. Hipster kind of (laughs) sounded.
0: Yeah, but also kind of Lyle Lovett
1: sort of thing. Or maybe a Johnny Cash to it, too.
2: He's got a nice baritone. He really... Yeah into it at times You know? You would
0: think it would It might get old But it doesn't You know It, was, it wasn't one dimensional or It didn't feel that way And yeah We've already talked about the, the lyrics quite a bit You know I mean that's something That you know You can keep revisiting And, and trying to, to figure out Over time So I, I do love to have An album Where I can keep Just dis- discovering You
2: know New things from it Word up Alright Why don't we play A cut from The beginning of the record This is a little bit of Mistaken for Strangers Surprise.
1: Yeah, that song is kind of the most, I don't know, the cure and stuff to me. The most rock mm-hmm. adjacent. Yeah. Uh, and it's the second song on the album, I believe. So it it does kind of, uh, it draws someone like me. It drew me in. Andy, I started listening to this record when you told me about it when it first came out. And I swear, I can't find the CD, but I swear to God I bought it. So I'm going to have to do some digging. But um, yeah, I, I liked this from the beginning. I think I liked how it was sort of the answer, like the 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 yin yang of what Don was talking about, the whole garage rock revival thing with the, the bands and other than the national and the strokes and all the other <laughs> the's, I felt like this was sort of the antithesis of that, like the coming back. Yeah. Like getting getting the ship right, you know, it had gone too far the other way. Uh, so that's kind of why I, I enjoyed this at the time. So it's more like uh, Den Rock or Study Rock yeah. or something. <laughs> right. <Den Rock. laughs> Maybe... Bookstore rock. The three words I used to describe the album were along the lines of what we've all been saying, somber yet hopeful. So there's sadness, there's sort of loneliness, there's longing, there's looking back, but there isn't, it doesn't feel like a lost cause. It doesn't feel like depression. It feels sort of like sifting through your feelings. And uh, I think they did a really good job with that. Maybe it's Cincinnati. It's a city. city. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was really happy to to have a chance to listen to this album again. Not that I can't any time, but I kind of forgotten about them. I think they're still active. I think they're still recording. Looks like they have an album that came out April twenty eighth of this year called First Two Pages of Frankenstein. I'm gonna have to okay. check that out. I, I like that they're still around.
2: Yeah, this record kind of was a big breakthrough. They you know started playing Letterman and getting some of the some bigger um, venues and their tours. Um, um, yeah, they've been pretty much a staple in the, the kind of indie rock space since then. Yeah, I think they're a quality band, and I always come back to this record whenever it gets a little bit stormy outside.
1: Let's take a vote before we finish here. Sure. Each of us, like, is it rainy, cloudy, stormy, or partially cloudy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good job. Come with the most complicated rain system ever. Okay. I know. For me, this is this is pretty close to, like, total blackout. So. Really? I would say it's pretty stormy.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I would say it's more like a, it's a light rain, you know, like a drizzle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's a not like, a total washout of a day, you know. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, just gets not, not get you drenched, just a little so moist. I'd say, not, <laughs> I'd say moist. I'd say it's
1: rainy. But, you know, it's that kind where it's like the drizzle, like Don was saying, but then you get a gust of wind once in a while, and then those little drizzles just sting your face. You know what I mean? That was, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the word Just
0: a little little gust here and there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a good rainy day pick. But I, I think for it to be, you know, really, ra- I mean, we're talking like, I don't know, like the cure of pornography or something, you know, where it's just total, yeah, you know, p- no buckets. hope, you know, no, Yeah. So it's just going to rain forever and we'll never see the sun kind of thing. And I, I, I I feel like this record is too hopeful to be that. Okay.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So once again, the album is Boxer by the National. It's available on all usual streaming platforms. Check it out.
0: I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it. People like me.
1: If you're enjoying the show, and we hope you are, do us a solid and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Maybe we made you laugh or you discovered an album you enjoy. Leaving a review keeps the show going and helps other music fans find us. Glass. Glass? Who gives a shit about Glass? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so the, the album uh, I chose for a, a rainy day uh, is from Philip Glass, the uh, the composer and uh, the Philip Glass Ensemble, uh, an album called Glassworks. This is the uh, opening cut called Opening. All right, well, uh, Glassworks is a, a chamber music work. So you know, for those of us uh, not that familiar with with classical music, and and I certainly am not. So chamber music just re- refers to you know music that's that's meant to be played by just a few instruments. You know, imagine in like a smaller room rather than you know an orchestra, which would be filling a you know a large theater. So so like a dungeon, maybe. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, Glassworks is uh, a, a chamber music work of of six movements. We just heard uh, part of the the first movement by uh, American composer and pianist Philip Glass, born in 1937 in Baltimore, Maryland. So, Glass is, uh, uh, you know, has a long career. You know, he's done, you know, lots of chamber operas, and um, he's done film scores. I, I remember hearing about him in, in music class, you know, sort of a, you know, an influential, post-tonal, modern, classical, you know, composer. Sure. You know? Right. Uh, Post-tonal, of course.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You like the
2: post-tonal song you did? Yeah. We could talk about that.
0: Um, So, you know, I actually... um, Well, I chose this as a rainy day record because I actually kind of picture classical music you know particularly like piano you know listening to that while you're reading a book or yeah
1: but that's classy
0: people doing rain days the
1: classy way where they're yeah don's a classy guy yeah well professor he's got the patches on his elbows yeah (laughs) even when he's wearing a short sleeve shirt he just glues some patches (laughs) on his elbow so he (laughs) looks like a professor
0: (laughs) Yeah. So initially, like I, there was some list I looked at of Rainy Day Records and there was another one from Philip Glass called like Solo Piano or something, which I um, checked out. But it was like 50 minutes long and I figured we, we might not be able to, you know, stomach that for 50 minutes. This was a little shorter and I really liked that yeah. opening cut. But yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of a uh, an exercise in minimalism, you know, which is all about sort of repetitive phrases, so the, the three words I, I chose for this album are repetition works, David. Um, that's actually a stupid line from Natural Born Killers. I don't know if you remember the Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. character with the accent. He's like, mm-hmm. "Repetition wex, David. Repetition oh, yeah. wex." Uh, and so yeah, so this you know this minimalism stuff. It's all about repeating phrases and do, adding you know just a little bit each time and getting sort of this. I don't know, like, hypnotic thing going. Um, this next track is, is maybe a, a better demonstration of it. This is uh, Rubric.
1: So, yes, it's classical. Yes, it's rainy day music, but it's the kind of rainy day music that makes you want it to stop raining so you can get the hell out of there. Yeah. Cause it. <laughs> Can be kind of repetitive.
2: Uh oh. you getting drenched in the downpour here. Right?
1: Well, with headphones on, especially. God, it's just for like five minutes. <laughs> anyway, the three words I used to describe this album are Danny Elfman's dad. <laughs> uh, <What>? <laughs> these, <laughs> so much of this reminds me of like the score for the the Tim Burton movies like Nightmare Before Christmas and Batman and then I I feel also like John Carpenter's Halloween theme in here. Mm-hmm. Lots of repetition. More than I've experienced in other classical works. And I don't know if it's just the style but it is uh, <laughs> I mean it, it's nice at times but then songs like Rubric just, just won't stop. Pushed you
2: over the edge. Yeah. yeah.
1: There were some moments <laughs> when I was... That's why
0: I chose that uh, intro oh, bit. <laughs> interesting. It was a
2: spite pick. I, I do
0: think the this, like, whatever, this this modernist music, you know, it's it's kind of there. It's almost like it's not for enjoyment. It's like you're just supposed to experience it kind of like you would like an abstract painting or something. So you're not necessarily supposed to feel good. You know, maybe you are supposed to feel sick to your stomach or want to kill somebody. You know,
2: <laughs> I felt like Rubric was like the banger on this album. Like I, that was, when I was like, yeah,
0: <laughs> let's go. Oh my god! Yeah, I was listening on my run. It was. Uh,
2: oh yeah, that'd be great going. running in music. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, except you'd start taking really awkward steps. <laughs>
0: Okay, well let's uh, let's do a little more if you haven't had enough. This is one called uh, Facades.
1: I mean, Elfman, right? I mean, are, is anyone else hearing yeah, that? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, ballpark, yeah. All right. So my three words to describe this record are: be like glass, my friend. Be like Glass. (laughs) Shout out to Bruce Lee. Yeah, this record, I I mean, I'm so excited that Don brought this to the table. Fan of Philip Glass. I've seen him in concert a few times. Really? What? (laughs) love this kind of music. I had no idea. I think this is one of his better records. It was kind of like a a breakthrough for him. Is that right? Like, this was pretty popular at the time. Yeah, actually, the record, the version that that Don had picked out is especially mixed for cassette players, which dates this a little bit, but uh, you can tell it got a pretty wide release, and it's kind of... The tracks are, I guess, more digestible than you might expect in this the genre, and that they're a little bit shorter and more compressed, which I think is cool. I don't know if I would say it's easily digestible, but I think if you're open to new experiences, maybe you can get behind this.
1: I, I like that track quite a bit. I mean, that's the vibe I'm looking for. It was just the like. Oh yeah, when it gets
2: through.
1: Again, if that were more limited, it just it went on for a long time this was nice this was calm this was rainy day this was good stuff
2: facades yeah yeah i mean the record i think is more calm than super high energy i would say overall i think most most of the record feels very like transcendental to me like very uh kind of like hovering between heaven and earth sort of thing rubric comes in as kind of like the crash of thunder you know uh but the rest of it I, i i find very kind of ethereal and or psychedelic quality to it with all the repetition mm-hmm. and just the, the minor adjustments to the pacing and and uh and what's happening. I find it very stimulating and engaging. I love listening to this especially when I'm working, I think is very, very cool. Yeah, I think it's a good rainy day pick, man. It does sound at times sort of like water droplets kind of rippling out. Uh so yeah.
0: Alright, so where do we throw this on the rainy day scale? Yeah, this is uh solid downpour. You know, this is it's raining pretty hard. You know, the crops are getting damaged. <laughs> the crops are getting damaged. <laughs> okay. I'd give it a flash flood. Ooh. Uh, flash flood.
2: It comes down at
1: yeah. once. Yeah. That's the sound of the <laughs> <laughs> rain coming down. And then the streets are filled, and there's branches floating down the street. The rain is over, and the, the floodwaters are starting to flow away, and then the sun comes out after, and... You can go listen to something that doesn't destroy your eardrums.
2: <laughs> go listen to dude's pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, yeah, I think it's somewhere in between. I, I wouldn't immediately associate this with rainy day music, but I do really enjoy it. So, yeah, I would say definitely definitely getting pretty wet.
0: Okay, so from 1982, that was Glassworks by Philip Glass in the Philip Glass Ensemble. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. So it is that time on the show where we ask ourselves a, a question. So you guys remember chocolate rain? You know, that guy that, you know. Oh, I sure
2: yeah. do. Chocolate rain. Yes, <laughs> there it is. Chocolate
0: rain. <laughs> so that was, that was one of the first kind of big uh, internet memes what are some of your other favorite internet memes and sensations? Viral videos. Internet, yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel like memes have become such a big part of our culture, especially in the last like 10 years. It was a little different when the internet was just starting out. They felt a little bit more niche and maybe not as widespread, but I feel like nowadays everybody, I don't know, at least who's under 50 knows a lot of a lot of memes, right? But they,
1: they just exist. Like there was that little heyday in the early 2000s, 2007. Seven, eight, six, yeah. where it was sort of like water coolery
2: sort of vibe. Yeah, shared around the office. Um, the one that comes to mind for me is probably my all time favorite is the Hide Your Wife, Hide Your Kids. He's clamming in your windows. He's snatching your people up. <laughs> oh, Antoine Dotson. Antoine Dotson. Oh my gosh, that clip. I just watched it a couple weeks ago. And, stitches laughing. I just, and I just laughing. And the
1: songs, they yeah, made songs so out of it. Yeah, there were so many
2: remixes of it, and it just lived on for, like, months, it felt like.
1: Well, the guy got fame, like, he was on talk shows, and.
2: Yeah, got some sponsorships and stuff, and. Yeah. Yeah, it was just one of those weird, kind of unhinged moments, it didn't feel like it was real, but, you know, it was just a news broadcast, and just some strange happenings, <laughs> America,
1: well, just a guy with a lot of personality that happened to be the one of the victims in the break-in, and he had a great personality, and it came through, and I think that's why it took yeah, off.
2: Yeah, just some great, some great quotes there, and yeah, lived on in internet infamy.
1: Yeah, so mine also came from a interview on the news.
2: I like turtles.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> I like, I like turtles, turtles kid.
2: Oh, man.
1: The, the zombie Jonathan, right? He was just this kid at a fair or whatever, and he had to face paint on of a zombie, and the, the lady's trying to interview him, and she's like, oh, tell us what you think about the fair, and he, he just, I guess he froze up, and all he could think of was <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> but... That caught my funny bone. I know a lot of, you know, people at work at the time that was all over the oh place. My, my wife still says it and I, I just I like turtles whenever anyone's like what which one do you like? <laughs> that's still, <laughs> that's still something you can yeah. drop, you know.
2: I see people with t-shirts on that just say that all the yeah. time.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun one.
1: Jonathan the zombie kid.
0: Uh well, my uh, my daughter was um quite young in that that first decade of the 2000s, so she would come home with some just weird stuff that would be passing around the elementary school uh, I guess but so one I remember was this animated thing Charlie the Unicorn going to, to Candy Mountain. <laughs> Candy Mountain Charlie! Yeah, Charlie! <laughs> God, that's creepy. Candy yeah, it's, it's so creepy and, and stupid and then it has just a really dark twist at the end uh, that kind of like it stays with, it's almost like traumatic or something, this this video, so yeah, um, it'll scare you up Yeah, but it's got a little bit of that South Park yeah. vibe
1: It's yeah. uh, it's also the kind of animation that sort of looks like paper cutouts yeah. and, and this acute And then turns dark Yeah very early internet sort of Jib
0: jabs for days vibe to it Ah jib jabs Oh Oh, yeah (laughs) Okay uh, I I did the okay (laughs) Yay (laughs) That's a meme Uh, So uh, what are your favorite Great internet memes Uh, Hit us up on the socials Albumnerds.com slash discord
2: One day it started raining And it
1: didn't quit (laughs) for four months. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. That made me have to pee. <laughs> All right, so my choice is the band Hours with their 2002 album Precious. O-U-R-S. Yes, O-U-R-S. Thank you, Don. Uh, why don't we get started with the song
2: Broken. And he'll break your eardrums. Jeez. Yeah, so... uh, Holy moly. You thought Philip Glass was uh, (laughs)
1: intense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good old Jimmy Necco, lead singer of ours... The band founded in around, it varies, but around 1992 and Jimmy Neccos, the principal member. There's been various members throughout the band's time. They're still recording. They've got a new album coming out this year, self-titled. Mm-hmm. It's all self-released stuff now, but um they're still hanging on. And I really loved this band at the time. And they've got a very rainy, gloomy... But it's still rock's sort of vibe going on, and I, I the the songs on this just feel like he wrote them when it was raining, uh, from my perspective. So Precious was the second album, released in November of two thousand two. They turned it around pretty quickly. It was more it was simpler compositions, but I think they really focused on his voice a lot on this because he does have a pretty incredible range. The three words I use to describe the album, cloudy Chance of pain. Mm. Jeez. Sounds like a a down
2: three words. Wow. (laughs) Uh,
1: The album starts off pretty upbeat with songs that are a little less, I don't know. They don't really talk to the soul. They're a little bit more about ancillary outside things like the music business and stuff. Why don't we jump to one of those early tracks? Kind of like track three, where I sort of feel like the album truly begins. This is Leaves. I
2: yeah, thought that was one of the stronger songs. Well, definitely one of the stronger melodies on the record. My three words to describe Precious are Buckley with Bad Karma. Um <laughs> what well imagine if if, uh, Jeff Buckley
1: drowned in the river, yeah. man, that's pretty bad karma
2: no, well, imagine he's he comes back right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up in this band, so that's my okay. review. <laughs> <laughs>
1: come on man uh i I just not really behind the whole Jeff Buckley comparison, and I'm sure whatever twenty plus thirty years of hearing that's probably annoying for jimmy but they they're both incredible singers great ranges but i think what what they do very different and uh, jimmy deserves his do you know yeah
2: i mean i i am totally on board with how do you pronounce his name is it ganiko can i can neko neko neko
1: like neko wafers neko. Oh, okay <laughs>
2: neko. oh and the g is silent yes yeah, I'm totally on board with uh, Neko's voice, man. He really brings it. I think he sounds as good here as he did on the debut, which I was a big fan of. Yeah, lots of emotion, lots of grit. It does feel raw at times, like that initial clip <laughs> he played there. I mean, that's so raw. And I think that works. Um, my biggest catch or biggest downfall of this record is, is the band just feels largely there to provide like kind of a backdrop for his voice. It doesn't really add a lot in terms of... There's not a lot of melody throughout this record or... It's either just like really loud or really quiet. That's <laughs> what so it seems like what they're doing.
1: The the producer, Ethan Johns, who's worked with Ryan Adams, King's Leon, Paul McCartney, uh Ray LaMontagne, Tom Jones, oddly enough, he played drums on the album. He was the drummer for this particular record. Okay. I like the stripped down sound, but it doesn't work for the entire record. It would have be, been nice to have some lush some tracks. Lush.
2: Yeah, like some strings would be honest.
1: Awesome. And keep it keep it loose and, and raw for you know three quarters of the record mm. i
2: mm-hmm. missed
1: some of those more operatic moments that came from the first one
2: yeah i agree completely i still think it's a pretty solid record and i do yeah. enjoy it overall but not quite yeah. as great as our debut yeah.
1: it's a record i uh, it's very fallish to me i mm. listened i do end up mm-hmm. listening to hours in general in the fall the most why don't we uh check out the track realize which is kind of one of the more aggressive rock songs
2: You're
0: So I really um, I like the the harder moments uh, of of the record because um, there aren't quite as many of, of those on on the first album, so yeah, I, I do appreciate that, and I do appreciate the the raw approach uh, of this album. I think if I had a, a criticism of the first was maybe that it, it was just perhaps a bit too produced or a, a bit too, too perfect. The the three words I, I chose to um, describe the album are so close to magic, you know? So I, yeah. this, you know, this Jimmy Necco, uh, you know, I mean, he's an undeniable talent, you know, particularly his, his voice. And, you know, I know dude and I were both very excited about this band when, when they came out. Mm-hmm. Saw them a bunch of yeah. times. Yep. And he can do that. Uh- the, the screamy
1: stuff—he does it well live. I mean, oh, yeah. I can't speak for now, but back in the in
0: early two thousands, damn. damn! Um, but you know, it, I don't know. It just seems like they never fully capture it on record. I, I think on the first album, you know, they're they're kind of almost there, and this one. Doesn't quite do it. I think maybe just it's, it's just not as good of a collection of songs uh, as the, the first album. I mean, I think there's some, some great tracks on this, but you know, it's, it's a bit uneven. But yeah, one thing I, I, I don't love about the album is just the Femme Fatale cover. Oh
2: yeah. my gosh. You know, yeah. <laughs> by the
0: time this came out, I mean, I've heard Tom Tom Club do it, R.E.M., Echo and the Bunnyman, Duran Duran. Like everybody has recorded this, this song before and it's a fine version of it, but I, I don't know it just seems odd to to add it to the album I'm not sure that it that it fits
2: I totally agree i th- I thought it was still like a sore thumb especially in the middle of the record it made yeah. no sense
1: I mean for me I would take Neko over Nico any day vocally <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice man that was fun.
1: I, that's one of the things I'm not a fan of with the velvet underground yeah. is that drony voice
0: so I pr- I prefer his vocal style but yeah the song is a little flat yeah and then there's the other one there um places which is just Pockabell's canon you know um and it has to be deliberate right i mean he has to know that that's all yeah. he's doing there so I, I feel like they should have called it the places canon or something and then it, <laughs> <laughs> right. shout
2: out to it <laughs> <Okay>. at least <laughs> uh
0: one thing I, I like that that he does is he has you know that interlude song outside <laughs> Yeah, I think that's great, and they, he does the same thing on, on the first album. There's a little interlude song. So I, I, I haven't really paid attention to to what's come since, but I hope he's still you know doing that uh, that trick. But yeah, so you know, I, I think it's a a solid record, and it's definitely yeah. a, a rainy day record. But uh, it still f- just feels like unrealized potential. So like, there was no rainbow after the storm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh, just a couple of tracks I want to point out. If Flowers Turn, I think is a really nice track. I I like the sentiment of it. Uh, And then what do you guys think of the closer? Red Colored Stars. I'm a fan of when songs are three songs in one, when they have three different styles. And I thought it was a really strong closer. Lyrically, I'm not really sure what it's about, but it just feels good. And I think it, it ends the album well. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. Where does this fall then on the rainy day scale? What's the forecast? I think that Any Hours album is a good rainy day album. Jimmy Necco's Voice the Melancholy also the uh frustration and and all the emotions that come with it which are are just great rainy day sentiments for me. This album in particular I think does a great job in that regard. So I'm going to say that it's your basic downpour. Yeah, yeah,
2: just right. A basic downpour. Okay. Uh, for me, I don't know. It definitely is a cloudy day. I wouldn't be excited to go outside, but I'm not fearful for my safety out there. <laughs> it's, like
0: a, I think it's like a November rain, if you will. But there you go. <laughs> nothing, nothing lasts
2: forever. <laughs> it's a cold, cold rain.
0: All right, so that
1: was ours. Oh, you are us precious go check it out for
0: a nice rainy day album okay so um yeah we each presented uh, rainy day records here what did you uh, what did you learn
2: the one thought that i keep sticking with me here as i'm digesting these records here is it's like do you adapt to the weather or does the weather sort of adapt to you you know like are you gonna pick up music that fits the mood in your environment or are you just gonna like Rage against it, and listen to whatever the hell you want. I'm much more of a person who like tries to to fit the mood, I guess, or maybe that's why I picked a record that kind of sounds like I did. but I get the impression at least with you, dude, you kind of rage against the rain. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, well, I rage against the sun. so like it's been very <laughs> droughty here the last few weeks, so listening to these albums and other rainy day albums has kind of helped me feel more comfortable and cool like maybe it's uh, I like rainy days yeah me too I like overcast I like drizzle so these albums kind of helped me uh, cope with the oppressive heat we've been hitting the 90s and stuff and me no liking Um,
0: you know I I tend to think of you know a rainy day being a time where maybe you're there's fewer distractions so you're paying more attention to them to the music mm, and so nice. it has kind yeah. of a you know i don't know it's just a good opportunity to to listen to music I, at all
2: that gets a beard stroke man nice <laughs> <laughs> oh i think you're right man things kind of slow down when it's raining you have more time to be introspective and that's one to grow on
0: <laughs> Your
2: density, I mean, your destiny. All right, boys and girls, it's that time once again where we uh, call on our dear friend Wadbah to wad on out here and uh, tell us what destiny has in store for us <laughs> next time. Let's give that wheel of musical destiny a spin.
1: It is time to say bye-bye-bye to your preconceptions. Your musical destiny is to explore albums created by boy bands. Now, go out there and find the right stuff,
0: baby. Uh-oh, uh-oh, oh
1: Those rainy doldrums are about to end. Boy bands. Can <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: we go back to the rain. Oh, man. So these are like uh, like pop groups, like uh, NSYNC.
1: Yeah, yeah. Boy bands, I think, refers to groups that were sort of... uh, Put together? Yeah, formed um, maybe by casting calls and things rather than naturally. Mm Mm-hmm. That's be boys. Yes. Okay
0: Okay. What's your favorite boy band What's your favorite Rainy day record What else are you listening to Let us know Join fellow album nerds On discord At albumnerds.com Slash discord You can email us At podcast At albumnerds.com And follow us On Facebook And Instagram At albumnerds Also, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so via PayPal at albumnerds.com slash support. Thank you for
1: joining us here on the Album Nerds podcast and uh, weathering that storm with us. Catch us next time when we're going to talk about some boy bands.
2: All right, thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Rain on me! (laughs) (laughs) Was 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 I too close to the mic on it? (laughs) <laughs> you side inside the room and you're still too so
1: close. <laughs> I think I just had a heart attack.
0: No! Nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <I>
0: no!
1: <laughs> That's the wrong kind of rain, bro. It's not that armor strike. Man. <laughs>